Hey everyone, and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse, the DC Comics podcast for the Mail Fuzz Network. I am Peter, and I'm joined, as always, he's in a red hat for the for the audio listeners at home. He's Matt. Yeah, it's baseball season. You gotta gotta fly the Angels, A. Hey. So, and also I mean, here, nothing to you guys, nothing to you guys, but yeah, great no sell. Also here, <laughs> he's in red hair. Oh, nice, nice thematic link there. It's Connor. <laughs> Starting the show strong. And I'm in a red shirt, just for the record. But much like Scotty, because I'm Scottish, I will be the one red shirt who does not get killed by the end of the episode. Because he never leaves, kind of like you. You never leave the house, he never leaves the engine room. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, so, nah, there we go. We talk about DC Comics here, and we've got a bunch of books to talk about this week. The main books we'll be discussing this week are Batman issue 20, Superman issue 20, Nightwing issue 18, Green Arrow issue 20, and Green Lanterns 20. Now, you're probably thinking, wait a minute, there's a couple of books missing there. There is kind of. We're actually shaking up how we uh, the format of the show, just a touch, just a touch. Uh, partly because they keep adding more books and it's becoming more and more of a struggle for everyone to keep up every single week. So we're adding a little bit of flexibility uh, to the show and what we're going to do is we're going to have the core books, like probably about six or seven a week. This week's a little bit less because it's a week one and there's just less books. But there's going to be the core six or seven a week that we give the discussion to that we always have done. Uh, There's going to be no changes with with that. Obviously if there's an event, crossover stuff, gets full attention all the rest of it. But we are going to add on a quick fire round at the end of those main books. We do need to come up with a good name for it still. We do. Well, originally... Sug- we are open to suggestions. We are. I originally wanted to make the time limit for each each discussion in the quick fire 52 seconds, just for the gimmick of having it be 52. But that's too short. <laughs> that's yeah. far too short. So that's not happening. Uh, but basically, once we get to that section, to keep up the sort of the energy, to keep up the pace... Once we get to those books at the end, and that's typically going to be the books that maybe only one person's read or two people have read, or maybe it's just a book that's we all read that it's good, but we're saying kind of the same thing every time we talk about it because it's not super eventful. Uh, so basically, there's going to be a time limit, a hard time limit for each one of those at the end of a couple of minutes. Uh, and if we hit the time limit, if the person talking hits his time limit, tough, we're done. You have to adapt and survive yeah. and reborn, rebirth. What's the rebirth? You would rebirth. You would rebirth. Yeah, I wasn't sure what the tense was on that. Uh, yeah, you would. You must rebirth into a new book. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, that's my. That's co- still sounds sentence. wrong, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Convoluted explanation. The point is, uh, just to keep things. I think the other reason for it as well is sometimes when we're on a longer episode, you know, we're hitting like we're post two hours. We're getting to that point where it's just Connor talking about Hal Jordan for twenty minutes. You're like, oh my god. Like, can he, can he wrap I, I this feel up? the same about you on Birds of Prey, so... Wait, which is fair. Uh, I, I think part of, the, part of that is because when no one else is talking about it, I think we overcompensate a little bit and try and go a bit more in-depth on yep. our own. And yeah. it's, and it's it, it, it drags it down a little bit. So, in the interest of keeping the show fresh, keeping the pacing up, uh, when we get to that stage, uh, we're, we're trying this quick-fire thing this month. I'd, l- I'd like to think of this as the equivalent of DC's, uh, you know, the September events... Where, you know, once a year, it's like, right, we'll shake things up, see if anything comes out of it. This is kind of been, we're we're coming up on a year, shake things up, see how it goes. Coming up. Uh, And hopefully this helps with something like week two, where there's like 12 books. And, you know, we can can give give time to about seven or eight of them and then let the rest be in the quickfire. So, uh, yeah, let's let's get cracking then. So, we, we have... 
no news. There was a couple of early solicits, but nothing super important. We'll, we'll save them for when we get the full batch next week, uh, if there's anything worth talking about in there. But yeah, so uh, first up this week is Batman issue 20, which is written by Tom King, art by David Finch. This is the final part of I Am Bane, the end of this arc, the end of this trilogy of arcs, uh, mm. which he always called it that, but I don't think until... I mean, obviously there was the clear connection. They kind of followed into each other. But I don't think until this issue you really got that sense of this is a trilogy of arcs. But now it does. Like looking back at you, yeah, go, yeah this was a trilogy, and it'll it'll mm-hmm. feel nice to reread in that sense. Yeah, I think in trades. I think if you read this uh, or in the, the deluxe hardcovers or whatever, when when that time mm-hmm. comes, I think when you read this so all in one go. It went. I am Gotham. I am Suicide. And then the last one was I am Bane. Yeah. yeah. So it's a Gotham Suicide Bane. I wonder if that's supposed to mean anything. I, I don't know if that's supposed to read out something, but I, I think it thematically works with giving yeah. the ultimate message at the end of this issue, because Batman and Bane yeah. are fighting throughout the issue, and they're, they're yeah. trash-talking each other, essentially. And Throughout, there's this narration from someone who we don't quite know mm. who's who's narrating. Uh, and it turns out throughout this issue that it's actually... <laughs> it's Martha. Uh, Martha Wayne. But it's, it's worth pointing out that if you are going to do something like this, this is how you do it. Oh, yeah. You don't... Yeah. You don't have the reveal come mid-fight, so they stop fighting. I, I'm, I mean, I'm cracking the joke just because it's a joke now to say Martha, not because yeah. I actually yeah think there's anything wrong with what he's done in this issue. Uh, oh but no, he, no, no, no! I know. I'm just saying. I'm pointing out this is the way. It's fine. Like when I got there, there was no eye roll. There was. I was like, oh, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. It's also because obviously we set up. I think it was three issues ago, maybe that that Batman still has that that proving himself to his mother. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and what I like is throughout the issue she's talking about how oh, Gotham Girl and Gotham as well but he died but Gotham Girl is this chance you saw a chance of victory that, that she can win the war she's a tool and what I like about this and this and then the ultimate swerve at the end the message at the end is that you kind of buy into this because it is kind of like how Batman thinks he prepares he sees opportunities he is kind of cold in that sense at times uh, but ultimately at the end after he wins the fight and we'll talk about the fight because the fight has some fantastic moments in it yes it uh, does but the the ultimate message at the end, when he has that scene after he's beaten Bane and it's, it's in, in his head, essentially, talking to his mother, he's like, no. Like, yeah, she, she's powerful and all that, but she's not, uh, she wasn't, this wasn't a tool, this wasn't about winning a war, this wasn't about doing this, she was a girl who needed help. That's all it is, yeah. and that's all it's ever been. Uh, and Mar- Martha says, you know, you don't have to have a good death, which reconnects to that line back in the very first oh. issue. Yeah. Uh, so run. good. Yeah. And you don't have to have a good death to, you know, impress me, to make me proud of you. And he's like, I know. It's kind of like him realising that he's almost leaving the death of his parents behind. It's not about that anymore. Like, it's kind of stopped being about that somewhere along the way. His mission evolved from this will never happen to anybody again to how can I clean up the city because the city needs cleaning, not just because because it's because it's the right thing to do. Right. Not just not a personal motivation. Yeah. And I also like that the this is a good death. It's kind of a shout out to Dark Knight Returns, which mm. can some I see sometimes as a flawed Batman story, and that it opens with this would be a good death in the race car, and I feel like this at the end, you know, kind of mm. puts that that version of Batman to rest a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I, I like the message. I like I like the ultimate thing that he the statement he says at the end. It it, it makes him just. 
it's like a reminder that in there there is a heart. Even if he acts you yeah. know, cold and he acts calculated and he acts all these things, this is still in there. There, are, there is humanity to Batman, uh, which is often easy to forget when he just becomes the symbol. He just becomes these things. Uh, that said, though, the actual fight had two fist-pumping moments in particular yeah. for me. Uh, one mm-hmm. was early on, uh, after Bane threatened him or whatever, there's a great page of Batman saying, you know how many times I've heard that? You know how many times I've heard one of you tell me you're going to kill me, this is your last night, this is that, this is this, and yet I am still here. Yeah. Mm. And that already made me fist pump, and I thought, oh, great, that, that was invigorating, this is great. And then I thought, it doesn't have to do it again, though. But sure yeah, enough... Especially with that was yeah. so early in the issue as well. Yeah. yeah. But sure enough, we get we get further into the issue, and Bane gives a fantastic monologue, by the way, as he's kicking the shit out of Batman. He's like, oh, I'm going to hang your sons again. I'm going to kill Gordon. They're going to shine that light in the sky and then no one's going to come. And like, he's, he's Fantastic talk. It's, 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 it's almost it's his it's, version of the uh, the speech from Dark Knight Rises, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and they re-up Bane as a great Batman villain because he's kind of been floundering for years now. And here it's... He's almost the philosophical rival... To, it, to Batman. It actually makes me excited for that mini that we've got. Yeah. Is it, is Conquest. it Conquest? Yeah. Because yeah. it's like, oh, I want to see Bane after this. You know, uh-huh. I want to see how he takes this and deals with it because it's maybe interesting the character again. Yeah. 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 Uh, no, so he, he his monologue was fantastic. I was I was digging every threat he was throwing out. It just it felt super dark. It felt super uh, vengeful. Like he was really trying to like hurt everything that Batman cares about. Uh, and then he's like, and he ends with "I am Bane," and he's like, "In Batman, in clear pain, he's like I know, but you forget." And then you turn the page, and as he headbutts Bane in the face with his curl, he's like, "I am Batman." And like, oh man, yes, fist pump. Like, even this jaded Superman fan was like, <laughs> "That's dope." Like, I couldn't yeah. help myself. That, this was a well-written like culmination of everything that's been happening since the start of this run yeah. Yeah. and I think for as much as you know we, we had some issues early on we had a couple of missteps here or there uh, I, I think the, the hanging of the robins was the one that we all agreed on and there was some Matt had yeah. maybe a few more than other we did and so on but I think ultimately everything's kind of paid off like everything he's played the long game and everything seems yeah. to have kind of slotted in nicely there's a nice story being told here over this mm-hmm. That's what and you know, I think is important that you say he's played the long game, and he has. It's a, it's been obviously less than a year, but twenty issues is kind of verging on the long game now. Oh yeah, oh, yeah that and, and it makes me excited. Going right, what's next? What's he got? Because I I don't assume for one minute now that whatever's next is just whatever it seems. Yeah. It's going to be playing to something larger. I'm sure. Do you know what we? I, I we actually, have the button and then the war of jokes and riddles, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Button obviously so, is its own thing, which has got connections yeah. to other things. Kind of like Monster Men was sort of... Yeah, a, it's a break. But what, do you know what I'm actually liking about war of jokes and riddles? And not just because we saw the first cover from uh, Jan and, and it looked gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, but do you know what I'm actually kind of appreciating about that? I'm appreciating that whilst we're getting this dark days, dark nights, metal stuff going on, yeah. that... The, the main Batman book's doing like an early days Batman story. I actually kind of like how it's like, all right, one's this big universe thing, uh, yeah. and then this yeah. is going to be no, more down to the basics, early days Batman fighting the Joker and Riddler. Like, it pleases everyone, doesn't it? Yeah, I actually, I'm kind of liking the, the timing of it. Like, it, it feels like it fits nicely along the side of that, which is mm. cool. So, yeah, good. Uh, but no, uh, fist pumping, uh, great moments. Uh, you know, I think Finch really upped his game. Yep. Yeah. Here too. Jo- like jo- each issue 
of this arc, he's gotten better and better. So I think the breaks are really beneficial. They're doing a fantastic yeah. job on this book with, uh, and we've said this repeatedly, but I'm saying it again because mm-hmm. it's worth the fact that they are keeping the artists on this, the full arcs and they're not yeah. divvying yeah. them up. I feel like it's helping us a lot. Uh, and obviously, I prefer Janin because Janin is more impressive. But it's yeah, it's a clean, a big yeah. And that's kind of like I Am Suicide versus I Am Bane. I Am Suicide was kind of this big, not not quite blockbuster, but like action story. Mm. It's Batman going to this island and infiltrating, and it's almost like a heist. Yeah. This one was dark and dingy, and and it, it fit Finch's style just as well as Janin's style fit I Am Suicide. Do you know what image I love uh, in this issue? I love the whole like half-ripped-off mask on Bane. Like, I think that looks yeah. great. Mm. It looks particularly yeah. evil with that. Yeah, he does. It's and it's like the blood still kind of just clotted around it. Just mm. really gives it stand out, doesn't it? Yeah, uh, I, I think I think for me the, the standout art from this arc is probably uh, the stuff in this issue is great. But I think for me that the build up to Bane and the the build up to going into Arkham, that stuff you know with the lightning and the, mm. the, like, I think that's yeah. probably my standout panels from this arc. But this stuff's that was pretty great. Yeah, yeah, that was the issue that had the balance between the two. Like we see them coming up parallel yeah 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 that one that's probably the high point but this is close i think as fun as the arkham stuff was it was kind of like the greatest hits like we get to see finch drawing mr freeze and the mad hatter and Scare all these yeah, yeah. kind of like just here have one one issue for the yeah. fun of it exactly yeah yeah but it was good though because it was kind of like just building and building to this fight and it's funny because I, I think some people were probably disappointed that it wasn't more focused on the fight, but I actually preferred that it focused on the emotional, you know, the you emotions behind care. the fight. Yeah. 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 You make him care about the fight, you could do whatever you want in the fight. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you do it, that. You can a have certain mo- Netflix show that's on right now. So. I mean, you, you prove the emotion in the fight. You can have Batman go, because I'm Batman, and do a badass moment, and you can get even Matt going, yeah, I'm on board yeah. with that. Yeah. No, so it's it's great. I I think King's Batman's run really kind of come into it. So to the point where I think I think just generally we're going to trust him more now. Even if yeah. he does make a couple of little missteps, it's like yeah, that, I feel like this will ultimately pay off in some yeah. way. Uh, so. Not everything's going to be perfect, but I mean, but it's... I it's got me pumped for uh, jokes and riddles, especially seeing the cover and seeing what the Joker's going to look like in it and stuff, and seeing it's a more classic looking Joker. And I'm I'm, I'm kind of pumped. I'm hopeful. Well, I hope I hope he does for Riddler what he did for Bane here. Mm. That it reestablishes him, gives him kind of a new viewpoint while staying within the lines. Because that was my main problem with Snyder's version of Riddle, uh, Riddler in in uh, Zerier. Was it was it just seemed to bridge too far, you know? So you say that about a lot of things in the new Fifty Two, though. Yeah. yeah. But see, but then I feel like the Joker. I think that's. Snyder's Joker is pretty iconic throughout yeah, that run between Endgame and and uh, and uh, Death of the Family, you know. Yeah. So it's just, but again, New Fifty Two hit and miss. Here with Rebirth, it's definitely more hits than misses. Definitely. Cool. Uh, so let's move on to Superman issue twenty. Uh, Peter J. Tomasi and Patrick Gleason. Patrick Gleason also doing the art uh, on this particular. This is the first part of the Black Dawn arc. Uh, which this this was essentially Super Sons kind of issue where there was a lot of Damien, there was Batman, and 
not to spoil what our favourite panel of the week's going to be, but I've got a funny feeling when we get to it, we're all going to have the same one. No, we're not. All right, well, Connor's a dick. But me and Matt are going to have the same panel of the week. Uh, maybe, I, maybe. I love the panel, but... So do I. But there's there's other stuff I love in this. Okay. I just... D- Damien going, my dad doesn't like pie. Yeah. <laughs> makes me yeah. trust Batman a little bit less, because who doesn't Actually, like pie? I want, to, no, I want to correct the phrasing in that, because the way he phrased it really uh, cracked me up. It, was, it wasn't my dad, it was... Batman doesn't like pie. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. really cracked me so up. Does, no, 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 he doesn't like pie. He doesn't eat pie. He doesn't eat pie. That's right. right. Yeah. I think he secretly loves it, but he's like, I must resist. I, I yeah. think. I think what he means is, is that Bruce Wayne in the mansion will eat some pie, but when he's in costume, he, Batman, he eat yeah. no pie. <laughs> uh, still, I just <laughs> I don't trust nobody that turns out a, a slice of homemade pie. He's not like Spider Man, where you'll see with the mask rolled up eating a burger. He's not like that. That's not bad, man. Uh, but I just love that that you turn the page and it's just this full of them in the kitchen, bright bright lights. Yeah. They're all sitting around the table, and Batman looks so mad well, that he's being forced to sit yeah. there. Well, the, the setup is the best part. Though. The reason why it's funny is because yeah. so it starts off. Remember issue one of Superman where John sees Batman and Wonder Woman outside. Similar thing where yeah. John it's after it's a, it's a stormy night. They're in the basement because of a storm coming, and they're they're playing pool and. Uh, there's some banter and Clark references the Hustler and Lois calls him old for referencing an old movie. And that was great. There and John John sees the shadow of Batman. And he's like, wait again, and he puts on his outfit and he goes out to the barn and Batman's there to talk to Clark about John. And he's, John's listening in and then Lois grabs his ear and pulls him out into the light and she shines her flashlight onto Batman and Robin. We get that classic Batman and Robin shot with the light on them. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's like. Look, we're not doing this out here. It's civilized human beings, and you turn the page, of course, and they're sitting in the the you know oh. dining table in the house with the bright uh, lights. What I love about it most is even in front of Superman and Batman, yeah. the mum can still embarrass the kid. Yep. Yeah, doesn't matter. She just pulls him out. And he's there, yeah. going, "Mom, stop it." Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Not point of this, this the the kid stuff that I really liked was. Uh, when John and Damien are whispering to each other and John's like, shouldn't we tell the, our parents about the amazing and they're referencing the events of Super Sons and Damien yeah. shoves pie in his face and she's like, your pie's delicious, Mrs. Kent. <laughs> I love yeah. that she's like, yeah, well, don't forget, I got eyes in the back of my head. <laughs> oh, that was great too. Yeah, she's super mom. Like, and not yeah. because she has powers, but she is every mom trope, but done well. Yeah. yeah exactly. Also, for, for as much as I love Connor and Tim as a character, uh, like coupling, hmm. You know, John and Damien are are slowly entering that because I... their relationship is so. It is. It's probably the most brotherly because you have Damien playing the jerk older brother. Like, yeah, mm. uh, it's it's really good. That's so much fun. That's why we love Super Sons, though. I mean, it's, it's, this relationship yeah. is fantastic. So a little yeah. bit of it here is pretty cool as well. So the reason why Batman's there is because he's concerned that John technically. Well, he's concerned about two things. One, he should be more powerful, and for some reason he's not. So that's concern number one. And concern number two is that he's going to be really powerful, and we may have to deal with that. So, uh, and of course, Superman's like, wait, what? We're, we're going to teach him to right from wrong and all the rest of it. You don't have to, like, stop being so cynical and looking yeah. at everyone as a threat. Uh, and it leads to the, the exchange of dialogue, which multiple people I've seen talk about on Twitter. It's just such a great, great Superman yep. moment where Batman's like, there's more and more darkness coming out there every single day. And Superman responds with, well, we have to shine brighter then. And it's just... It's, a it's almost the moment. mission statement of Rebirth. It is. Right? Yeah. yeah. It's a fantastic so, fantastic message. Not just in terms of Superman, just in terms of... It's a, it's a good message to live by. You don't... 
Well, and it, and it points out, too, that, of course, Batman would have that viewpoint because mm. he's very proactive. And Superman's going to have the opposite because he's very reactive. And right here, it just shows how they're different, but they still serve the same cause. And that's I think that's what gets lost in a lot of adaptations, yeah. I think. Joe, yeah. I love about just the art of that in general as well. So obviously Superman's standing tall. Batman's kind of shrunken down a bit. Batman's actually he's kind of got the shadow against him, but Superman's got the light. Even though kind of the the, the light should be coming from the same side, it's hitting right. Superman. And he's literally lighting up, but Batman's not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, really it's, the, nice. it's the biggest part of the the page as well. Is this? Mm-hmm. So yeah. you, know, you got the panels at the top which set up the line, and then Superman stands tall as he says it. It's just really, really. I mean, it's just a conversation, but it feels triumphant when he says it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that, that's good. That's good. Uh, so. Batman uh, is like, okay, what's he eating? What's going on? And eventually they get to the fact that, that he's drinking milk from uh, the cow, from the neighbor, uh, hey. from Kathy's yeah. dad or grandpa. Yeah. And uh, he's like, all right, tell me about this cow <laughs> or tell me about this dairy farmer. Yeah. Uh, and Batman goes investigating. And lo and behold, it seems like the, the, the farmer was the, the evil being in that issue with John and Kathy when they were mm-hmm. out adventuring. Because we, we see a very so. similar shadow. Uh, and bat- or reflection yeah. in Batman's eye at the end of the show because he, he he's talking to Bessie casually as Batman because Batman you know what he may he may pretend to be cool and all that but he'll talk to an animal he'll talk to a pet well and he definitely I mean, knows how to milk a cow no problem he definitely well, does. yeah bat cow you know that cow hangs around in the cave like he knows yeah I need a fresh sample Bessie you just just relax yeah. <laughs> I'll take care of business mm-hmm. yeah. so yeah uh, so the, the the milk goes all weird and black and stuff and things are going yeah. on and we'll find out about yep. the next issue i guess i, I yeah. kind of have the feeling this is what makes them relocate to metropolis probably we, yeah. we've seen that everyone remembers it says you know the kent residents mm-hmm. on on the mailbox and you know they're no longer the smiths so i kind of feel like whatever happens here they're gonna have to relocate yeah uh, I'm actually, I'm, I'm obviously, I don't think we're going to lose Kathy, so I'm wondering how that'll play out. And yeah, like maybe they'll take her with her. Maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe hey, whatever, whatever yeah. happened to you, Grandpa? Well, you know, we, we're kind of responsible. Yeah, Lana doesn't live in Smallville anymore. That's she has true. a family unit. I feel like she could move to Hamilton. It's close enough to Metropolis. And mm. uh, take take in young Kathy. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> I love how we're just planning all these adoptions. Yeah, someone will take her in, but we can't lose Kathy. I feel like, I feel like oh. someone will take her in because yeah. it, it would feel weird just to discard her. She's, she's been built up. Well, so, so I've gone back and reread Tomasi's uh, Robin stuff, and nobody is in there, almost as if like Kathy. So, like he likes this dynamic between mm. you know boy girl type things and friendship. So it'd be a shame to lose her, and I can't see him losing her. Hmm. Yeah. I think it'd be, I think it'd be interesting if if the Kents did take her in just just from the perspective of oh, you've got this human child now in the house who and admittedly I don't think Clark knows that she knows about the powers yet because obviously she knows about yeah. John though she's she's seen all this stuff she's she's probably put two and two together that his dad's probably Superman I mean it seems it would make sense yeah got yeah. all these powers she's seen him in the outfit like you know it, it adds up so I don't know I don't know which way they'll go with it maybe she'll have family that lives in Metropolis and she'll end up just being around still. Yeah. yeah, it could be. 
Uh, but yeah, uh, no. So that's that's basically just setting up the ideas of the uh, of the arc going forward uh, and setting up who the potential villain is, uh, without advancing much. But it did give us a lot of fun uh, Batman Superman stuff, Damian John stuff. Lois was yep. on point. This episode art was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, one last little bit of the art. The, the thing with Batman that I really loved is before he goes in and milks the cow, you the, the silhouette of him on the the windmill. Mm. It's like mm-hmm. you never see Batman on a windmill. No, no, it's true. Well, just, Gotham it's, doesn't have for as dilapidated it, as Gotham is. I doubt they have windmills. Well, exactly, Sorry. but it's just like <laughs> it's nice seeing it on something that's not just you know a gargoyle. Yeah, something different. It's like oh yeah, I like that. No, that's, that's true. Uh, it puts them in a different yeah. location, but I mean, okay, that's the whole issue though. It's like Lois forces them to yeah. have a conversation in a brightly lit room, but she's not happy about. It's like the the really long shadow as he opens the you know the barn door. Yeah. It's great stuff. Yeah, I want to do this in the shadows, Clark. Come on, what? your your waves should dampening my style here. <laughs> but uh, Gleason's great in art as well. Uh, just throughout, the, yeah. Again, he he really nails the expressions of uh, the characters, especially the kids. The kids are mm. very expressive, uh, mm-hmm. which I guess makes more sense that the kids are a bit more emotive when you think about it. Cause, cause, yeah, because yeah, children do tend to over emote, yeah. whereas adults we tend to be kind of stoic or more stoic than kids are at the very least. Yeah. yeah, speak yeah. for yourself. <laughs> I wear my heart on my sleeve. We all know this. <laughs> we do. Oh dear. That'll take us on to Nightwing issue eighteen. Tim Seeley writing and Xavier Fernandez and Minkyu Jung on art. Uh, so this is the third part of this uh, current storyline, uh, mm-hmm. and obviously we we have. Sean was still kidnapped by. We learned last issue Professor Pig was the one who did that. Uh, we obviously got Deathwing in the mix. We have the sort of Doltron version of Robin in the mix. And it's mainly, this is mostly an action scene, this, this issue. Uh, there's a little flashback to explain them deciding to go after her. But basically, it's them raiding uh, Professor Pig's hideout with all these uh, dolls yeah. and fighting. And there's jumping around, and there's some banter from Damien. And Sean breaks out and she helps fight a little bit. She kicks she kicks uh, Professor Pig in the Nards uh, yep. to use a... Use Pig a, Man has Nards! Yeah, the Monster Squad uh, <laughs> va- yeah. variation of that sentence. Uh, I think, for me, the standouts of this... Obviously, the fighting stuff's fun and the banter and, like, you know, Damien, like, freeing Sean with his Batarang and stuff. Like, uh, that's all fun stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. For me, the two things that stand out here is that they're really setting up Deathwing as like a permanent part of Nightwing's rogue gallery, I think, because he's uh, proper creepy. Yeah. Uh, and the way that, like, the scene with him and the uh, the Robin Doltron, when they're talking about trying to remember who they used to be before Pig like mm-hmm. messed with them, uh, and yeah. like he's talking about how all he remembers is failure. They're, I feel like they're really setting up a dark, tragic villain in him. Yeah, yeah, if it hadn't gone back to him at the end, I'd have said it was just a bit more throwaway. Yeah. But it's clearly not. But no. I, I can well, just from the it. beginning of this arc, like before this arc started, we got that whole thing with Sean and Deathwing kind of laying low outside of her apartment. So I feel like the plans are cemented there, and this is just fun along the way with him. But yeah, that was that exchange between him and Robin, or the Robin Tron, as they were calling him. Hmm. Uh, it was rough, and not in a bad way, just in an emotional. Yeah, probably. Prob- yeah. It's like there's a, a real sadness to them because they used to be innocent people, but they've been turned yeah. into this. Uh, but Deathwing, whoever that is, has embraced it a lot more mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. clearly his life was not peachy, and this gives him something to do. Essentially, it fills a yeah. void in him. Uh, 
Uh, yeah. And that's really dark, and that's really cool. It really sets up this idea. Uh, and then, of course, the other big thing is the reveal at the end, because uh, Pig's not the mastermind behind all this. Because he, because no. uh, there's some banter in the middle. Sean's like, "Oh, stop using my art, you, you hack! Like, like you're just stealing from yeah. me." And then Pig kind of admits, "Oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a fraud. I'm not listening to my own voice anymore. I've been doing this for someone else." And so Deathwing lures Damien into a trap because Damien runs after the the Batmobile, and it turns yep. out it was voice activated. And Deathwing and the ultimate man behind everything, uh, Doctor Simon Hart, is mm. uh, they've yeah. kidnapped Damien at the end of this show. They've got Damien, so that's fantastic. Uh, pretty fantastic. It is. Yeah. Uh, I uh, so when this started, I had this inkling of Doctor Hurt for whatever reason, and I was like, "Oh, it's Professor Pig. Okay, cool. We're still pulling from the same source of these, you know, Morrison created but very rarely used villains. Yeah. Although I don't think Morrison created Hurt." Just... Nah, I don't think so either. Because uh, Hart, Hart's a, an old time character. I think. I think if you look him up in like DC Wiki, he's got like several iterations. He's been around for a long time. Yeah. Uh, but this version of Hurt, wearing the costume he does and the motivations. Yeah. So that was Morrison. So just for the people who are maybe yeah. new DC with Rebirth and the new, I just mm-hmm. want to kind of explain who Doctor Simon Hart is. He is essentially an ancestor of Bruce Wayne uh, family who gained immortality through satanic cult-like stuff. Uh, I'm being vague. I can't remember the exact details. It's been a long time. But he he eventually pretended to be Thomas Wayne. He tried to take over the role of Thomas Wayne. And for a little, there, was a, there was a brief time in the comics when we thought Thomas Wayne was alive, and it was really weird, and like, who is this imposter? And it turned out to be him, and he tried to sacrifice Batman because he wanted to raise satanic things. And it was he started a, a cult called the, uh, the, the Black Love. Uh, the black love yeah. yeah and so his whole thing was he was going to kill the symbol of batman mm. and turn it perverted and uh that's where the club of heroes and the club of villains and it was all this it led to batman rap and uh this, well, but, this is this is an extension is instead of the symbol it's the legacy exactly yeah. so now he's going after the legacy of batman which is nightwing and damien and and it really works because obviously as someone who is immortal, he doesn't have a legacy, really. He, he because just he still is. He just is his legacy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So he's kind of crushing the legacies. He's kind of putting them on equal footing almost. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. No, it was a cool last page. I was uh, I I wasn't expecting it because I, I think honestly up until uh, Professor Pig said that he's 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 not listening to his own voice, I never really had any inkling to think oh he's working for someone else. Yeah, it's yeah. just Pig doing what Pig yeah, does. It's just Pig being Pig. Right. Uh, and I was like, oh, so he's working for... So-. Obviously, it wasn't enough time to think about it from there, because it's right before that, you just it's right after that you turn the page, and, mm. oh, Simon Hart, it's- oh, look. So, yeah. it, it caught me off guard. I was like, oh, I wasn't expecting him. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's cool. A nice surprise. And we, we also had that great moment with the, the lead stuff, where it's, it's going to, I think, get Damien... And Nightwing knocks it over, messes up his whole leg. Yeah, he yeah. breaks his he's breaks his uh his ankle or something like that. Yeah, yeah. He, he dives in to save Damien, which again is great because it shows you the how much he cares about Damien, yeah. which is fantastic. Uh, right. Actually, to so go back to the the Doltron stuff with uh, Do- uh yeah. Robin Tron and Deathwing. Right. One of the points there I really loved is he he mentioned oh yeah the tapes disintegrated because of the acid that uh that. Pig uses just think of what it's doing right. to our faces, like our real faces, mm. and I was like oh man that is super <laughs> dark. So dark, it's ridiculous. Yep. I love it. <laughs> I love it so much. It's hard not right, to love it. 
Well, because Nightwing has been relatively light. Uh, when you say that, it's 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 been light, but there's been these sprinklings of really dark things. Like yeah. like even this mm. arc with with Sean, like the the potential death, but she's pregnant. That's quite dark in itself. Yeah, that's what I mean. And so now it starts to, but but because it was so light, this stands out more, and it just mm. it hits you harder. Yeah. yeah. Everything about the Dolphins is really. I, I've always liked. Ever since uh, Morrison's Batman and Robin, I've really liked yeah. Professor Pig, and this is just adding to it. It's like, oh man, like cause I don't think that was ever brought up before. Like, what happens yeah. to the faces of the people who? Like, no, and and also he was a, a spiral agent. Is that was that from Batman and Robin Eternal? Because mm, they mentioned it, and I don't remember ever I reading don't remember that. It I, I I feel like that. Yeah, that, that must be something they added in New Fifty Two. Because I don't remember that at all. Yeah. So, but the fact that that Seeley also co-wrote Grayson, I feel like that gives him license. Mm. Yeah, he did. He did a good chunk of Spiral. Yeah, but it makes sense that if if you've read anything in Grayson and seeing what Spiral can do, yeah, with their with their hypnos stuff, that that would create Pig. To be such a just, nut job. Just before, while we're on that, they're uh, they're putting an omnibus out of the Grace and stuff. Grayson? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Later this year, so yeah, yeah, worth getting. Yeah, twenty issues and three annuals, if I recall correctly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it's, no, I thought this was an awesome issue. I, I don't. I basically, I think I still maybe prefer the last issue just a little bit because the last issue revealed Pig and it gave us that weird like rebirth esque like multi alternate Night Wings and stuff like. Yeah, yeah that was but cool. to be honest though, it's close, and honestly, I'm loving this arc. This is my favorite of the arcs so far in Nightwing. Oh, easily. Uh, oh yeah. I mean, it, I mean, sure, it could tank at the end if it, at the end it sucks, but so far, it's like I'm into. I it. still love Raptor. Raptor is a character still. Oh yeah, Raptor's I hope great. We see yeah. him come up more. And I really like that Raptor has already kind of crossed into the book. Oh, we see him in Deathstroke. He's already yep. part of the the world, mm. not just restricted to this book, right. which makes him feel like more of a, a permanent character. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's, it's good stuff. Uh, it's super dark, like I say. Hard, it's hard to hard to follow. Um, all right, uh, that'll take us on to Green Arrow issue twenty. Uh, Benjamin Percy writing, and we have Eleonora Carlini and Mirka Andolfo on art. This is the third and final part of this uh, uh, reservation plotline with uh, Arsenal and all this stuff. Where it's having the flashbacks of young Arsenal uh, when he was speedy with young yep. uh, Green Arrow. So that this kind of wraps up this. Uh, I thought it was fine. I thought it was consistent with the last two issues. I, I definitely haven't been into this arc as much as some of the last couple, just purely based on the plot more than anything else. Because the, the actual Roy and Oliver uh, sort of like banter, their stuff together is quite good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that's the best part. I just Percy's known to be heavy-handed, mm-hmm. and this is like he was wearing brass knuckles in this one. <laughs> yeah, it was like bit, wasn't it? oh, super. And I feel like he was rushing to get everything into this one. I feel like an extra issue could yeah. help decompress a lot because the Vertigo stuff just it started in the last one and really comes mm-hmm. to a halt here. Yeah. Does this does this Vertigo mean that? Is this instead of the Vertigo we had in Lemire's stuff in the New 52? I think so. I, I, I feel I like this is retconning all of the outsiders except for his sister, except for Emmy. It's a real shame. It uh, is, because I love that stuff so much. It could also be uh, like multiple people have used Vertigo as a mantle. Maybe, but, when, but I remember in that run, they hadn't met 
it sounded like they'd never met a Count Vertigo before. In, All right, okay. In Vertigo here, it feels like they, they're, they're the same though because it's the 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 brain implant. Yeah. That's doing it. So, I mean, timey wimey rebirth, the whatever, but still, it felt off. And I don't, I I would understand them wiping the outsider stuff. Under but the it's rug. because you've got Emmy as such a, an important part of the run yeah. still. Yeah. But you could still easily write yourself out of that corner with the yeah. whole dad stuff. But anyways, um, yeah, he's super heavy-handed with the pipeline stuff and the sheriff and how it ties in to, to Roy. Yeah. You know? Because it, it was kind of weird because it, it felt a little bit forced to me that in the last issue, we, we learn about how he blacked out and he he may have killed his uh, his adoptive father. Yeah, uh, whose whose name was revealed as Big Bo, Big which Bo. I didn't realize yeah. <laughs> until now. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, and then in this issue, like the very next issue, we find out. Oh no, wait, I remember it was the sheriff who did it. Yeah, yeah. There was not enough time to sit on it, was there? Yeah, it just kind of no. like it really felt like it actually been introduced like an arc ago, and then we find out like have another arc, and then find out and like yeah. have it come out yeah. of nowhere well, almost. And he's still threw his adopted dad's dead body down a ravine. <laughs> like, did. He's so, uh, and I feel obviously because he had to deal with the the repercussions of everyone thinking it was him, and right. we never really got to see any of that stuff. No. We never really got enough interaction with the people. No, not even his uh, brother, who I feel like his brother could be a really solid character addition to, like Oliver's growing army of sympathizers, because he he's got the the newswoman. And some of the Seattle police, and now you extend it to the native population that kind of mm. has his back too. Yeah, like I th- just a lot of missed opportunities. It was still a good read though. Like you still get Black Canary on a dirt bike, yeah, zooming funny. in. That's true. Canary cry. That, and that's the thing. Like I say, it's a good read, but it feels like there's wasted potential. Like like you just yep. said about there with the the Roy stuff. The Vertigo stuff, you know, that whole plot line with him looking at all the, the phones and stuff and how everyone's connected yeah. to the technology. It's like, that feels like that could be a good arc on its own. Yeah. Well, that, that goes back to Percy's half an issue. first. Exactly. You know, yeah. His first arc. So, you know, he's interested in that idea. So, and maybe yeah. we'll see it in the future. I mean, maybe the point here is that we're going to get a Vertigo story down the line and this is planting the seeds for what he's going to do mm. when he comes up for a proper arc. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if it's a case of he knows he needs to have like, the next arc last like so many issues and be done by a certain time that he had to like shorten one of them yeah. to make everything fit with the timeline yeah. or something like that. Yeah, it could be. And maybe that's what's happened here. I, I don't know. It's like, like I say, it's fine. It just it never really made me care about what they were fighting for, you know, at the res. And I didn't really get yeah. I didn't really care about his you know his, his his adoptive dad or his brother all that much. It's like they seem fine, but there was never enough. It kind of yeah, feels I, I like it's... want more, though. Yeah, like, yeah, I definitely want, want I want more. it to be fleshed out for Roy, because this is the most interesting I found Roy in some time. I mean, at least since he lost his arm and cried for justice. Like... That's yeah. fair. No, no one else, no one else would cry for justice. Cool. No. <laughs> but... But, yeah, I... I mean, I like the end. I like that the end. He's like, right, Oliver, I hear you're in trouble. How can I help? Uh, yeah. And that's cool because that sets up that he's going to be around for Rise of Star City, which is starting next issue. And that's right. great. Uh, but I think for me, this art kind of—it's not—I wouldn't put it quite as low as the Island two-parter, 
but I will no. say it's kind of going towards that direction of like the lesser part of this run for me. It, it feels at the at the minute at least it feels kind of like a filler arc. It's like yeah, yeah we had yeah. to get Roy back on board, so we had to get those pieces in place. Well, and that, but and that's how I feel. We felt about the island. We had to get yeah. them yeah. to that train. But, and then but, we got that train arc that was fantastic. Yeah, once we got to the train, the train was great. Uh, and it was like, oh, And, and that's, that's how I feel like the stuff that comes out of this, if we yeah. get a Vertigo well, stuff, or even just Roy being around, that's probably going to be great. Yeah. And it'll be worth it. But it, it's well, the. Well, even. Well, even the stuff with the Rise of Star City, what does that mean? Like, we saw those seeds a little bit, but, well, you know. That means yeah, Seattle's just... becoming Star City, I think. I know that, but uh, like, how is how are they gonna tie that into the Burning Men and Broderick and 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 now with this pipeline that this pipeline oh, might seem like such a bad idea? I can I can know? see how it'll tie into Broderick. I feel like you know the whole like the rise of Star City will also be like a, a metaphor for the rise of support for Green Arrow, maybe, and also yeah. it, it'll be opposing him, and it'll and the pipeline will probably tie in, and then obviously you've got the. Uh, and then circle and all that, they might be trying to like stop him still. Yeah. And I, I can see how it all kind of click, maybe. Oh, no, I get that. I'm just saying, like, just to jump from there to here, you know, yeah. it's... It, it really does feel like these arcs, like the island and this one, it's like, oh, hang on, we need these pieces in place for what we're doing next. Yeah. Quick, let's just get them there. Rather mm. than, it doesn't feel like it's an integral part of the story. It feels like it's just putting the pieces where it wants it for the for the actual story. Yeah. It's a It's a... It's like when you set up the game board, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But that's also the least interesting part of playing a game. <laughs> and it's yeah. it's kind of infuriating when you have to go through three issues of that instead of... Clearly you've never yeah. played Lords of Waterdeep, Pete. Because <laughs> that is a lot of setup and the setup means stuff. So... I, I do uh, apologize. I, I did not mean to cause offense yeah. to uh, <laughs> avid board game fanatics yeah. by any yeah. stretch. So I do apologize. Now look at that. Connor's already drinking. <laughs> no, this is this is non-alcoholic for once. He says oh, okay. that, but I'm pre- when he yeah. says non-alcoholic, all he means is, is it's not a triple. That's all he means about it. Yeah. yeah, also also Roy said he wasn't doing heroin, but we all know the truth. <laughs> <laughs> look, uh, that might be a little bit of something in there. Just, you know. Actually, do you, know, do you know what one moment kind of stuck out to me has been weird? See at the end, the last flashback when Roy kind of saves the day, and then he's like, "Yeah, like no one trusts me, including you, Oliver." And he storms off, and he's like, "I need, I need to go and be my own hero." I thought it was really weird how the last panel was Oliver sort of smirking, going, "Hope to see you again someday, kid." I was like, "That just didn't yeah. fit with the what just happened to me." Well, yeah. No, I feel like that's him just being a you know a shithead for lack of a better term. Going like I try to help you. You don't want my help. Go off, do whatever. You Maybe. Know. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. It, it, it stuck out to me when I read it. I was like, oh, I feels a bit off. Like, just yeah, I, I did love the the high point of this issue though was the banter in the beginning where he tells him that he's basically a bro superhero. <laughs> he wears his hat backwards and you know the sunglasses. Uh, yeah, because uh, uh, he insults something about something about Oliver's costume. He's like, I'm taking uh, a yeah. uh, costume advice from a guy who just wears a cap backwards. Yep. <laughs> Which is a fair point. Yeah. Yeah. Says so you're you're the eighth grader of superheroes, Roy. Your code name should be middle school bro. <laughs> 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 so uh, I laugh so hard at that. Because it's the truth. <laughs> he stands out like a sore thumb. Although it is better than his, you know, 
yellow Robin Hood hat. You know, I'll take the backwards hat. That, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Right, that's fair. Uh, art, art's fine. Uh, I do miss both the uh, usual regulars because I, I love John Faria. I love uh, Otto Schmidt. But uh, yeah, I, my one problem as well was early on where. Black Canary comes in on the bike. Mm. It's the yeah. the two page spread at the bottom. It feels like it cuts off like really awkwardly, like where it is placed on her body. It kind of cuts off her chest. Yeah, and it's just like, I feel like I'm missing half a panel there. Hold on, I'm investigating. It's it's, <laughs> it's really strange. I don't know. Like he could have there. There's negative space up at the top of her head. He could have dropped it down a little so you get more of the handlebars. There. Yeah, just a little bit more, like because you get the bit above her head where it's the silhouette of her on the bike. Oh right, yeah. aye, aye. I'm it, aye. I, I felt like, hang on, where's where's the rest of my page when I was looking at yeah. it? Uh, that's a bit weird. I think that, that's more of a layout issue than anything else. It is. Yeah, but that's down to who whoever part of that art is. That's, uh, that's honestly, on them. I think I think it can still have the same amount of page. I think they just had to make her smaller <laughs> and just make it feel more like a complete image. Yeah, uh, the, the, it, it felt really jarring. Because I can see it working really well. Because the the bit above that's like a sort of side view and silhouette of her on the bike. Yeah, and I can see that working with this, the same kind of image underneath it, just a lot smaller, like in the same sort of frame. Mm. So it's more yeah. of a wider shot rather than a close up, is what you're essentially getting. Yeah, uh, it's the composition. Like they pushed in. Yeah, it was like they pushed in. Like if it's a it's a film shot, instead of mm. instead of actually shooting a close up, they just pushed in. On a, you know, on a wide. The funny thing is, Anyways. the next page with her actually using a stream on the bait is actually pretty cool. It's, oh, it's fantastic. It's yeah. Which is why that one really stuck out to me. It was just like, okay, yeah. that, that that was weird. That's fair. But yeah, as far as issues go, it's pretty small. Yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah that's, that's definitely solid throughout otherwise. Uh, just just yeah. obviously, you, you miss the, the two others that are consistently doing yeah. fantastic work on the book uh, yeah. for various reasons. Because I was kind of noticing, because I think with John, when John's not there, I miss the the momentum and all the action. And because there was like a motorbike thing in this, I, I was noticing that it wasn't yeah. as good as the chase sequences from the last arc. Uh, but, you know, there you go. Uh, so that's Green Arrow. That'll take us on to Green Lantern's issue 20. Sam Humphrey's writing and Eduardo Pansica on art. This is the second part of the uh, uh, Polarity arc, which is uh, Dr. Polaris. Uh, he's trying to sort of save his brother who's in the hospital mm-hmm. uh, and they use a lot of scenes with like we get a flashback of both him and his brother and one with Simon and his brother and they're both very similar in that their brothers show up and get them out of a situation uh, and help them to, down to the point where they both end with like sort of scenes where they're in the car and they're kind of like leaning over their shoulder there's very a lot yeah. of uh, sort of mirroring going on between the, the two sort of events which is really cool it, it sets up sort of how they're going to maybe relate to each other later on uh, so Obviously, there's, there's some other Green Lantern stuff that goes on in this. We'll save that to the end, because that's obviously, I think that's more setting up the next stuff that we're getting. Yeah. Uh, but uh, probably my favourite moment in this one, because uh, throughout, we get more of that uh, Polaris stuff where he's in his head and, like, like him and his costume is talking to him inside his head. Yeah. And then his brother in his head shows up and tries to stick up for him and say, no, no, you're, you're stronger and this and so on. Uh, my favourite moment of this is... Uh, when he decides to put the suit back on, he, he's like, I'm going to save you. I just need to do this. I just need to do this. And there's these two panels where you see the suit in the locker behind them. And you just yeah. see, like, you see bubbles on their own, which is obviously the voice in his head saying, or we can show them who you really are. And he looks over his shoulder at the suit. I really like that moment. That's probably my favorite panel it, of this issue. It's very Michael Myers-esque. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. 
right? Just in the shadow, just standing there silently. Yeah, yeah. I can see it. I can see it. Uh, oh, Simon and Jess are good. They, they, they get out of their trap that they're in from last issue under the water. Uh, Simon is basically too overburdened with all of his emotions right now. And Jessica's the one that has to man up and get the willpower to break them free. Yep. Yeah, th- this was my favourite part of the issue. It was the way... Um... The ring kept saying to Simon, "Willpower insufficient," and and Jessica's mm. like, "Yeah, I know what that means. It's just, it's, it's just being polite. It's, it was really saying is you're too scared." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I really liked about that as well is I like how when she was trying to talk to him, she's like, "Call me Jaybird. <laughs> Call me Jay." Yeah. Like, like, trying, yeah. yeah. I, I, like I, like, I told you. Yeah, I, I like that her ring has like a more of an attitude than the other rings do. Like more of a personality, I should say, rather than attitude. But yeah, uh, it's really yeah. fun stuff. Uh, also, I love that uh, in his head, like Doctor Polaris is pissed off that they've sent two Ricky Green Lanterns, not even Superman, uh, as the phrase <laughs> yeah. uses, which is pretty funny. Uh, uh, this oh, ends... you are you are Doctor Polaris, and no one really knew what you were up to until Suicide Squad, Justice League. So uh, that is correct. Yes, yeah. You are a delusional nutcase, my friend. Yeah. Uh, the issue ends with his brother because he's about to fight the Green Lanterns he's, he's, he's all ready because the Green Lanterns have got Cyborg to help track him through mm-hmm. magnetic fields and whatever else and the issue ends with his brother seemingly flatlining and we'll, we'll see how that, that picks up next one uh, yeah. and then the other stuff of course we had uh, in space we had a, t- uh, a meeting of Green Lanterns including John and Guy uh, because they've learned of uh, Rami the, the Guardian who's on Earth yeah. I, I kind of hated this section you know Oh, really? Why? I I feel like it really hurt the flow of the book for me to kind of cut away to this, to go, oh, we're coming to Earth next time, you know, we'll go get them. I don't think any of this was needed. If if we just have them show up next time and go, you're coming with us, We need tra- you're coming for training, this is an order. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't think any of this is necessary. I, I like this, though, because it puts Ganthet and Sade there going, mm. well, what's Rami up to? Kind yeah, of, you it, know. it gives you their perspective on what Rami could like could cause. Like they're, they're worried that yeah. he's going to do. I stuff. agree, and I'd I'd like to see that you know next time once they've come and collected them and taken them there, then keep then we can show these this side of things. Whereas to cut away from Earth from Sam and Jessica so drastically when it did just really took me out of it. I think uh. I think what they're doing here is that they're, they're doing this because we had the two Latins show up an issue or two ago and meet them and see that Rami's there. Then we have this and this issue. I think next issue they'll show up probably at the end and it'll set up the next arc where they actually go into space. Uh, and they're, they're, they're trying to naturally see that. Uh, I didn't have the same problem. I didn't really feel like this completely... It was a bit weird because we have never cut away to the Green Lantern Corps before now. <laughs> this is the first time I've ever done it in this book. Well, that, that's the thing. Because obviously we had the, the, the couple show up last time. Mm. Well, whenever that was, a couple of issues ago. And... Like, and we were still from Earth's perspective. They came to us. Every, everything has been, yeah. it's come to us. So this felt particularly weird to go to them. It's it's why I don't get whether it's save these sort of scenes till we're out there and then we're already out there. Then you can show us these these behind the scenes stuff. So, you know, I actually, I get your complaint. I actually, I, I kind of agree with you. I just, I like the scene of itself, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. I, think, I think the actual banter between John and Guy is really fun, and like he's like, bring coffee back this time, Guy, you dick. I think this is because you guys aren't reading Hal Jordan, so you're not, getting yeah. the, you're not getting any no, dosage of, of these I, guys on a regular basis. I get a nice dose of Guy Gardner, and he goes, you know I'm an energy drink guy, because of course he is. <laughs> of, yeah. like, 
Uh, that's that's, maybe because I'm getting that banter on a regular basis with Hal Jordan and, and you guys aren't. Maybe that's why yeah. you didn't have as much of a problem. Yeah. I also like that he, he phrases, oh, these, these two rookies are in time for a good ass kicking. You mean training? Whatever. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <same> <laughs> I also like that it, it, it used Vath and Isomot too because yeah. we had just seen them. Oh, yeah. In yeah. the Phantom, the Phantom Lantern arc. So, yeah. you know. Uh, I'm just trying to think where you put it at in the issue, and you can't put it at the beginning because it messes with the cliffhanger of them being. You could maybe stuck yeah. underwater. I mean, you could have put it at the end as a sort of almost post-credit-esque sequence. I suppose maybe that would have worked a little bit better. Maybe. Yeah, but then that ruins the flow of of, of his brother dying. Uh, sure, yeah. sure. No, I I get you. Uh, I I kind of like that they're trying to do this. Look, they're, they're building the the momentum of it happening. I do like the reason why they're actually doing this is mainly because of uh, Rami. It's not just that they need to train the lanterns. It's like it's almost like oh wait, there's this situation. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, they've not been trained yet. We should probably do something about that. It's kind yeah. of like it's their their hands being forced because they were too busy at the time to actually train them properly. Yeah. And it's like oh shit, yeah. we didn't do that, and now we've got this issue. Right? Okay, let's yeah. let's get to it. Uh, yep. Uh, and that was fine. I think I think the art in Green Lanterns typically is uh, serviceable, uh, bordering on good, but never spectacular. Yeah, it's rare. I think it's stand out. Yeah, but it's, it's usually solid. But yeah, it never bothers me. And like I say, there's moments like that where he's looking over his shoulder at the suit that uh, are a lot of fun. So yeah. Well, this is exciting. That'll take us on to our first ever quick fire round. Uh, so coming up in the quickfire round today, we have Deathstroke 16, The Fallen Rise of Captain Atom number 4, and we also have the backup from the new Harley Quinn, uh, which is written by Paul Denny, which is why it's been uh, covered, because Connor was determined to talk about it. I think, Matt, you, you read it as well, didn't you? Uh, yeah, I, I'm a sucker for Paul Dini, yeah, so sure. I... Me too. For sure. Yeah. So the way this is going to work, uh, the rules here are that if one person's talking about the book in a quickfire, it's two-minute time limit. If it's two people, it's three minutes. Uh... If it's three people, then it's probably just going to be in the main section of the show. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, <exactly>. so, <laughs> yeah. uh, that that won't pop up. Uh, but we're going to do this. It'll be a hard cut off. Uh, now, I do hope for the video version that eventually we can have a timer on the screen for this, so you can see the time yourself. Uh, we don't have that ready for this one uh, for various reasons, and obviously for the audio people, it's neither here nor there for you. Uh, which reminds me, actually, I've not pressed the buttons in a while. I want to do the buttons quickly. There's Matt's because Batman. And that there's Connor's I Love Red Hood. Just because just I've not done it in a while. I feel like you've not... Maybe it's a good thing you've not pissed me off recently, Connor. Maybe you're improving <laughs> as a person. Uh, right, so... I think I'm not doing my job well enough, frankly. Probably. Uh, so, I mean, it's really up to you guys what order you're going. I, I haven't read any of these. This is a weird week for me. I've only read the five books. Uh, next week I'll have some quick fire stuff to get through. Uh, what would you want to do first, guys? Let's go Deathstroke. All right, I will... Cut you in three, two, one, and your timer starts. Three, two, one, go. So Deathstroke's a blind superhero now. And yeah, pretty much. Dog sidekick, and the and... dog is cool. Yeah, well, and that the enhanced what was his name? Deadline, shot line, whatever. This asked from the last one. Yeah, he, uh, he kills New Power Girl, and that kind of yeah. pisses off Deathstroke. And the power, and the, so Deathstroke... the power beam that he shoots her with goes straight through her stomach, and it's. Right. Cool. And because it's alien technology, it affects her. And so Deathstroke's kind of like, yo, I didn't want to deal with her, but you killed her. I kind of liked her, so now I'm coming after you. And uh, Deadline decides that he's going to you know, rat on him 
to the assassins, whatever table. I feel like Priest watched John Wick and was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna have an assassins council." <laughs> you're you're probably way. right on that. Yeah. Yeah, and so Deadline tries to phase through Deathstroke to kill him, and the Icon suit backfires on Deadline, and he ends up losing a hand. Yeah. Uh, and as Deadshot or Deadshot, wow, that was bad on me. As Deathstroke <laughs> is going to Pressure's kill him. Uh, it's yeah. just the pressure. It's getting to him. The table is getting to him. And uh, <laughs> he he goes to end him, and Power Girl shows up, and is like, "Nah, my powers are different. I'm fine." Yeah, so, I can heal. I can heal. I did shoot a giant, which I'd forgotten about that. Yeah, I forgot about that too. Uh, Joey is having migraines because he's guilty about killing Doctor Icon, and uh, Eddie N reveals to Rose that that Hamong family. They were just a bunch of fakes. So Rose is pretty pissed. Yeah, kind of a waste of that, that whole plot line at the minute. I think she's lying. And also we get the Etienne's from Hive, which is a nice little... Uh, yeah. It's going to go into Titans and Teen Titans. I, I also like that Rose disapproves of the marriage. Oh, as well she should. Yeah, as, as does everyone else. She, well, she's begging her, her fiancé's dad. Behind closed doors, so I think Rose picks up on that. Yeah, yeah. Look, yeah. the the main takeaway for this issue is Deathstroke has a cool ass dog now, and he's gonna sick it on people. <laughs> I don't think that's a that's still Power Girl's dog, but he. I just want to see how he gets up from being blind because yeah. Twilight's not gonna last forever. Definitely. Oh. Yeah. Oh wow! Right. Okay. How, how do we do? Uh, that was two minutes thirty six seconds. You, uh, you oh, did that. Okay. And very good, very good. Yeah, oh, keep it going nice. all day. All right. Uh, Deathstroke's crazy right now. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, just trying I to can't. process all of that in two minutes it is, is rough. <laughs> I, I think I think you could have uh, you, you could have used an extra 20, 24 seconds with uh, maybe talking well, about the, the art the or something. Is, yeah. We we don't know. We don't know how long we've got. We're not seeing this time. Oh sure, sure, sure. But uh, that's something that I think, I think. I was constantly waiting for Pete to. To let us know, and I was like, "Well, I'm gonna keep talking." We need, we need like a little beeper or something. When we've got a minute left. Yeah. Well, what I was gonna do, we didn't, estu- we didn't establish the visual cue, but what I'm gonna do uh, for when we've got one minute left, I'm gonna give you a one. Right? Okay. That's, yeah. that's one yeah. minute left, right? And uh, do you want a thirty second warning as well? Yeah. Right. So that'll be the half finger. Okay. All right. There you go. There you go. We've established some visual cues. We can. Uh, you that tell, would help. You can tell Red me. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell we thought this through, folks. <laughs> All right. This uh, was supposed to be for next week. Yeah. Uh, but with that, we'll do it this week. We'll just get, hit the ball running. So, yeah, the ground running, not the ball. Don't hit the ball running. Uh, yeah, that's how you fall. I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> All right. Uh, Captain Atom next then. Let's do Captain Atom. All right. All right Connor, I took Deathstroke. You do Captain Atom. All right. Do in the headlights. Yeah. Three, yeah. two, one, go. So Captain Atom starts with him basically coming out to the world. Uh, it's 24 hours later since he revealed himself, and they're like, hey, why'd you choose Captain Atom? He killed a bunch of people, and he was kind of shit. And he gives some bollocks story about how he worked on the project that was you know, yep. containing him. He's like, oh, I was, he was a good guy. It wasn't his fault. I wanted to honor his memory. And everyone's kind of like, yeah, okay. We don't, we don't really buy this, but whatever. And he goes, well, I'm going to prove it to you. I'm much more stable. I'm cool. So he gets this nuke that they've taken that they've uh, taken from Syria. Yeah. They've confiscated it, 
and he detonates it and then absorbs all the energy to prove that he can do that. And then I'm they on scan your side. him. Yeah, and then they scan him to prove that, oh, there's like no radiation. He's fine. He's definitely stable. He's not going to just explode randomly, which means he almost certainly is going to explode randomly. <laughs> yet. <at some>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, what else do we have? Oh, they're looking into the the sun, the the graves. It's the the government people are looking into that, going, "Hey, who's this guy?" We, we, it's I was, uh, you know, he was in nineteen ninety or whatever it was, and then he just disappeared. And yeah. it's like we're we're not really sure what's There's going no on there. He's a yeah. grifter. Yeah, yeah, they think it was black ops because it's been covered up so thoroughly. Yeah. Also, of noting that uh, Captain Adam goes to uh, Charlton Investigations. Which yes. I feel like that's a shout out to Charlton Comics, where yeah. kind of Captain Adam comes from, and there's that Watchman tie in there. Uh, but find out about his son too that there's like no trace of him. Yes, uh, doesn't which exist. Is just super weird. Yeah, and, it's it's yeah. definitely some of the mysteries. It still feels like at the end of this, it's waiting for something important with Captain Adam coming after this. Yeah. That's like, like well, what he, the he gets a new is. villain too, based yeah. off of. Uh, it's very Flash TV show esque that oh, he explained. Pretty act, Matt. Matt. Pretty act, Matt. Matt. Oh. Oh. Take it, come- ah, Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> One, minute One minute yeah, left. One minute left. Everything's going wrong. Like, everything's going down here. So this, this, yeah. this guy was being executed at the same time Captain Adam exploded, stuck him in a time bubble. Captain Adam yeah. tries to fix it. It creates a villain. Yeah, and he's like, "Hey, dude, it was 2012 when yeah. you when last time you were here, and now it's 2017, so it's all cool." And then it was the the government people are, are watching the sun yep. with the snow globe. The snow globe floats and has a scanner on the bottom. I'm not entirely sure why, but it's 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 just batshit insane. Yeah. It's cool did you, though. Did you like the issue? I did. Yeah, it's still I, a bit wordy. I'm, I'm still only. I'm gonna finish it because I'm already four in. But this was a step back after the last two, so it was a bit of a step back. But it, it was cut, a bit wordy. Cut, you're done. You're done. Time's up. <laughs> that worked. Just All right, fine. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I thought I'll, I'll ask you. Didn't really say if you liked it. Yes, I thought I'll, I'll interject yeah. questions if if the yeah. situation arises and you've got time left. Uh, All right, cool. So Harley Quinn back up. What? Well, right, sure. Harley Quinn's this. Seventeen. Seventeen. Interesting. Uh... All right, cool. Uh, that was a uh, rise and fall of Captain Atom issue four. Uh, I don't think anyone's actually said what the, the issue number was when we started talking about no. it, so I'll just just clarify. Nah, Matt mentioned at the end there. He said he was four in. Oh, did yeah. he? Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, all right, so Harley Quinn back up. Three, two, one, go. It's nice to have Paul Dini writing Harley Quinn, but there's not much to go off of because it's a very truncated backup. Yeah, it it basically just feels like uh, an animated series thing. Like an interstitial, like, yeah. you know. But basically, her and Joker committing crimes, but by the time they get there, someone's already beat them. So yeah, Joker's right after frustrated. Christmas. Right after Christmas, it's New Year's. Uh, Joker's pissed. He's going to prove that he can beat this guy at his own game. Uh, in between that, though, you get Harley propositioning Joker a lot. Yeah. Like, and it, and it goes overboard from what we're used to seeing on animated series, but it's done in that art style of animated series. So you see her in a nighty. And it's you can the same night see... we're seeing, I think it's uh, Mad Love, that she was in yeah. that, the same one. I don't remember it being that see-through. 
it may have been slightly less see-through in that. You, you see <laughs> but some it's, Harley it's, butt cheek in this through the, through the 90. So that, that, To be fair, that's no different to the, the regular issue of the series in general, where she's kind of like that. In spandex, I, I get that. Well, no, there's plenty just... of scenes of her like in the shower in, in the main oh, book. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I just it felt weird in that Bruce Tim style though. It it did to, feel a little bit weirder in even that. Even though yeah. I understand that Bruce Tim does do pinups and that's kind of his jam, but yeah. It was weird, but I was kind of disappointed in reading this cuz I thought it was going to be more I I thought it would be like the Suicide Squad where it's half and half. Yeah, it's only know? about 7 pages. If that, but yeah. I think for me what's it's interesting how they're doing this in the same book, which is so different. Like the, the main issue, like the main bulk of this issue, is Harley undercover to she's posing as a homeless person because homeless people are disappearing. So she's gone as one and seeing what's happening. It's kind of similar to what's going on in you know, like in Batgirl, Batgirl. maybe. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. Uh <sighs> that's the main bulk of the issue. And then you kinda of get this, which is a very classic thing. You've got like it's 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 not quite the, the Joker Mobile from the animated series, but it's yeah. it's a similar design with the face on the front. Close enough. That said, Dini's reads very much his Joker reads very much as Mark Hamill. Oh, absolutely. Just because he's so, you know, used to it. Yeah. But uh, that was you, fun to read. Yeah, it's it's fun to read and I want more of it. But you don't need to read it issue to issue. You, you kind of want a chunk of it to read at once. Definitely. But it was fun. Yeah. Go, go, I go. 30 seconds. Was the art, art good? Was it look like that? Yeah, we talked about it. Yeah. We did Bruce Tim, that, yeah. It's a Bruce yeah. Tim-esque style, but... Yeah, I was just curious. Like, I was curious if it actually looked like the, the animated series. Yeah, was, yeah. Uh, yep. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Uh, there you go. That was the first ever quick fire round. That went fairly successfully, I think. Yeah. Oh, cat's on my lap and he's hitting things and oh, it's all going wrong. I, I will say that I, as much as I enjoyed the Harley Quinn backup, it wasn't Wonder Woman 8 with Barbara Ann. <laughs> you have to do it, did you? I did. This is the only time I could get it in. So. Oh, man. Uh, just for context for the for the audience for that, uh, before we started recording, Matt was, was showing us that he was uh, sorting out his comic book, his single issues, oh. his floppies. For the first time since Rebirth started, and he had this giant <laughs> stack, this giant stack of books that were all unsorted. He was fixing them out, and while he was doing it, he took a photograph of uh, Wonder Woman issue eight, and he was like, "Oh, there's my favorite issue of Rebirth." And it's like he's going to mention that today, isn't he? And then he had to get it, and he just had to. It wasn't even Wonder Woman this week, and he still managed no, it. I know he'll do it again next week. We've got actual Wonder Woman. Not, we actually have a Barbara Ann story. <laughs> so. Uh, but no, I just, um, yeah. Had you not mentioned it, I wouldn't have said anything. But you guys yeah. had to go and see, you know. Oh well, Joe's actually. Joe, what makes this a really weird week is I, I for the first time in a year read some Marvel. Uh oh. I know. Where that is. I felt a bit queasy. I'm not gonna lie. I felt a little bit like something's not right in the force, and uh. there's been a disturbance. Uh, and he's quoting. Okay, who are you with your Pete? Star Wars, reading Marvel. Uh, yeah. I, don't know. I just because they're doing this whole X-Men relaunch and I wanted to try the new X-Men stuff and I read the new X-Men I, I fell for it too but I also fell for the last one with you had Lemire writing Extraordinary I got about also sorting through my comics I realized I got about 8 in before I got fed up oh that's further than me I got yeah. 2 through Lemire's I tried it because it was Lemire yeah, and then... yeah me well, too I like the Bendis era the, the all new and uncanny As stuff and this seems like it's trying to go back to that it's gone for a little bit of the astonishing x-men stuff and i don't want to get into it because we're a dc podcast but i will say of so course. far so far 
seems promising enough. Look, like, I'm liking the direction. So uh, we all need we all need a little diversity in our comic reading. Yeah. We can't all be DC all the time. Yeah, or we, Viking we, if you're me. We we want Marvel to be good. It's just. Yeah. They're not at and the minute, unfortunately. Because, <laughs> a lot of it. because this put me in for X-Men, because I like Logan, I, I went back and started reading the all-new Wolverine stuff that's got, you know, X-23 yeah. as Wolverine, and that's pretty well, good. That's, that's, that's Tom Taylor, right? Yeah, who who we've been talking about recently on the Justice League Power Rangers uh, crossover. Yeah. I like I like a lot of his DC work. He did some uh, Batman Superman in New 52. I think he did like uh, a three-issue yep. arc that yeah. was yeah, really so good. I, he I, took I, over for Robinson on Earth 2. That was yeah. Oh, yeah, he did that, I had yeah. already dropped both of those by the time he did anything on them, so I, I can't speak to those. I know he did a lot of Injustice because that was his big break. Yeah, yeah like all of Injustice is yeah. him, isn't it? Yep. So, Unfortunately. But, no, that's pretty good. If you like Logan and you want more of like X-23 like growing up and taking the mantle, it's actually a pretty good follow-on for that. So, yeah. Still making out with Angel a lot? In that book? Yeah, uh, that is her boyfriend in the book, yeah. Okay. Uh, not not the young angel, the the present-day version of Angel, I believe, is the boyfriend, I think. I thought it was young with the, the cosmic wings. Maybe it is young angel. I don't know, it's hard to tell. They've got two versions of Angel. How am I supposed to know what's going on? Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, jeez. the very thing. Comic books, people. Comic books. All right, yeah. uh, <laughs> I guess that takes us on to our uh, end-of-the-week stuff. Uh we have two unanimous picks of 2017 so far. I'm just pointing that out because uh, yeah, cause we're, we're in month four and we've only had two so far, so that's pretty notable. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll start off, as we usually do, with best panel of the week. And you know what? I read Batman first and there was like, a couple of things in that that I thought I'd pick because of the fist pumping yeah. moments. However, we have to shine a little bit brighter. For oh, me, that's, pa- I, that's panel of the week. I just I have to pick that. I, that. That was so uplifting. It was Superman in a nutshell. It was his entire mantra. It was optimism in a nutshell. Yes. Give me it. Hey, yeah. Connor, panel of the week. Uh, it's still from Superman, but it's not that one. As, as good as that is, don't be wrong. Mm. I just uh-huh. done a little bit different. It's when uh, the, the title page, a uh, two-page spread of him... Just flying with the birds, okay. with a smile on his face. It's just new, an incredible piece of art. Actually, a new good-looking suit. Yeah, good-looking suit. The last suit was good as well, to be fair. But I really love the, the brighter blue yeah. that we've got here. That's, true, that's yeah. fair. Uh, I want to point out, he was flying with a red and a blue bird uh, yeah. Yeah. during yeah. that page. I just want to point that out. That's pretty good. Red and blue bird. They're, they're united. Uh, Superman is whole again. Matt, what was your panel of the week? Mine was also from Superman. But it's the one page of everyone at the dinner table. All right. Just, <laughs> Man, Superman, the book that just keeps on giving this week. It, I, it is. I, I'm not going to lie. When I read that panel about the shining brighter than uh, yeah. the darkness, I really thought there's no way Matt doesn't pick and that that's, up. But oh, well, no. But, yeah, it's, it's really good. It's gotten a lot of buzz, which I appreciate. Because even from people that I'm friends with that aren't big DC wonks like we are, they really gravitated towards that line. And I just, as great as it is, I giggle every time I see Superman with no pie on his plate because he's clearly wolfed it down. And Batman <laughs> sitting there annoyed with a full slice of pie. So, it's, <laughs> it's well, there you go. So that, funny. That's almost the optimism versus the, the cynicism in a nutshell as well. <laughs> Superman's yeah, happy he's exactly. got pie, he's wolfed it down, yeah. and Batman's annoyed because he's sitting here with pie. <laughs> I mean, you could argue mine has the the red and the blue. We're still going back to that. That was kind of optimism and cynicism in itself. Uh, That's a stretch. For that stretch, you get a button. Oh, that's mean. (laughs) 
I had to do it yeah. somehow. I had to do it somehow. All right, uh, best cover of the week. Uh, Matt, favorite cover of the week? Easy, Superman twenty. Yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, I think I agree. I'm just double checking. Yeah. I <laughs> just double checking. That's all. I just I love that. I want that as a print to hang behind me here with the rest of my Superman stuff. Yeah. It's just it's iconic. It's got him standing there in the Superman pose. I'm I'm with you. I'm, I'm also picking Superman twenty. Uh, I want to point out uh, the variant cover was also really nice. They were both yeah. gorgeous. That was the Tony Daniel one, right? Yeah, I think, I think so. so. Yeah, he's holding up the the world. Uh, yeah, 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 really good. Very Atlas like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I agree. That those are both great covers. Um, but I, I'm actually going to go with Harley Quinn. I think it's the it's all just red, black, and white. It's the two versions of the present and the the classic against the diamond. And I think it's just a striking image. That's fair. It is. It is, and it, and it plays with what's going on in the issue too, because we have yeah. classic Harley with new Harley. Uh, yeah. Cool. Uh, best art of the week. Is I mean, is this clean cut this week, or is uh, is there multiple multiple options? Connor, favorite art of the week. Superman. 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 <laughs> it's. I, Batman was great too, but it was. I it feel was. That, that's the thing. They, Finch, Finch brought his A game, but yeah. it's still just not good enough, is it? I think there's more. The fact that all three of us picked different panels from Superman and we all yeah. really met them. Yeah. It wasn't just like, well, I don't want to match up. We all really. It's That speaks to the art. Yeah. Yeah. That, that does. All right. So, yeah, top five of the week, which for me is just ranking the five that I, I read, but mm-hmm. uh, still worth doing, if only just to see what the number one picks are. Uh, I'll, I'll go first. I'm, I've got it pretty much ready. Superman is number one. Uh, oh, is it actually? Oh. Oh, I don't know. How do you have a number one art, number one panel, but you don't put it as number one? That's weird. Well, I'm just... I, I think... Th- th- these are all valid reasons. These are all v- valid good points, right? But, but the story... Going, but Batman did wrap up a, but yeah. did wrap up a trilogy. The, 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 story, the story, though, is really just... Here's what the story's going to be. Whereas Batman 20... Gave me those like adrenaline rush moments where I was like, "Yeah, you know," when he says, "I am Batman," and he's like, "I'm still here." That emotional last page. I think I think overall I have to go with Batman. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it. All right, All right okay. Well, ba- Batman at number one, Superman at number two, Nightwing at number three, Green Lantern's at number four, Green Arrow at number five. Yeah. Did, that, did that just ruin the unanimous decision? Yeah, I believe yeah, it did. did. <laughs> Uh, Connor, what's your top five of the week? Well, we already know number one. It's, it's Superman. <laughs> Two, fine. Supposed to be Batman. Why not? Uh, <laughs> three, three Nightwing. Four Green Lanterns. Five Deathstroke. I want. I don't want to point out. Like I didn't change my mind after I heard yours. I, I clearly had my thought process out in the open there. You did, but you started with, "Oh, I'm, I'm going first. I've decided." And you're like, Superman. And then you're like, no, no, it's not. You crushed our hope. You were Batman in that there. Yes. You put Batman over. <laughs> oh. Hey, had, had optimism gone. Hey, oh. S- Superman versus most of the issues of this Batman run, this Superman would have won. But this was one of the few Batman issues that, that I pick over. So, wow. Matt, what's your top five? Oh, so mine's identical to Connor's. It's Superman, 
It's Batman. It's Nightwing. It's Green Lantern. It's Deathstroke. So, yeah, I want I want to put Green Arrow in there, but there's just too much inconsistency there. Yeah. So that's why it's last place for me. Because uh, I, I think when Green Arrow is at its best, it will typically beat Green Lanterns. But yeah. this week's yeah. that's not the case. Green Lanterns was a typical solid, and Green Arrow was, <laughs> you know, a, a lesser issue. Not not bad, but lesser. Uh, alright there you go that's that's the favourites of the weeks uh, that leads me to tell you what's coming next week uh, so coming next week comics wise we have Detective Comics 954 Action Comics 977 The Flash 20 Just League of America issue 4 Wonder Woman 20 All Star Batman 9 Batgirl and the Birds of Prey 9 New Superman 10 Supergirl 8 Tit- Titans 10 Hal Jordan The Green Lantern Corps 18 Justice League Power Rangers 4 uh, and some of them will be in the quickfire some of them will get the full uh, discussions uh, some of them are kind of obvious which will go where there's, uh, there's no all star oh has it been pushed no yeah also yeah, no uh, did you mention Bagdoll and the Birds of Prey I did. yes he did yeah yeah Sorry, it, it was out of order though it threw me too it's yeah. like, it's, it's I'm like, looking at him alphabetical. Uh, it's like it's like he wants me to be wrong, so he's. <laughs> no, I was just I didn't catch it, and I was like, oh, I didn't know if that had moved because obviously Deathstroke yeah. has moved to a week yep. one, and th- well, before it was on a two and four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, that's fair. Okay, no All Star. That's nice and easy. So and you did say Titans. I did say Titans. Okay. That one. <laughs> I did say Titans again. There'll be about seven main books we give the full time to, and then we'll have the quick fire for the rest for whatever we read. And it, it lets us have the option if we, you know, if we're struggling for time one week, we don't necessarily have to read all the books that would go in the the quick fire. We know that in the main books that we're going to give the big discussion to, and it keeps us, uh, you know, keeps the energy up, keeps it keeps us from getting bogged down, uh, and that kind of thing. So that's what's coming next week. Uh, I'm actually excited for next week. There's a lot, of, a lot of big stuff. Detective comics, yeah. especially. I'm looking forward to. Wonder Woman, obviously. Uh, I, I'm really looking forward to see what action does in a in a post reborn. Well, what, what's the next story going to be? Because obviously that that Clark mystery was yeah kind of a lot of it. Same with Supergirl, like that, just all, all the aftermath stuff. I'm yeah, deeply uh, curious. And uh, I, I, is doing the art for Supergirl also. Oh, yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> cool. Uh, also, I know Action starting its next big arc in a couple issues because they've been advertising at the back of the books. It's a uh, Zod. It's going to be in an arc. And I th- yeah. Also, th- with all the rest of the villains. Yeah, I think it's. I think that's uh, seventy nine. That's starting at nine seven nine. So I think we've got a two issue, uh, sort of epilogue to uh, reborn maybe coming up mm. with this next couple. Uh, but there you go. That's uh, that's the books coming next week. So there we go. That's us. There we go. That's uh, week week number forty six of rebirth. Uh, do remember we did that bonus one shot thing. If you didn't listen to that because you weren't sure what it was it was basically they had this uh live stream panel last sunday uh, announcing the new event uh, which is a uh, dark knights metal uh, which is going to be batman focus scott snyder's uh, writing it greg capillo drawing it uh, they did a panel they talked about it we just did a sort of quick half an hour bonus episode talking about what they said and stuff and what how our reactions and that kind of thing so check that out if you haven't uh, but anyway, that's us. So thanks very much for watching and listening. Uh, get us on Twitter at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates mm-hmm. and podcast updates. Individual Twitters are on the screen for the video. Audio listeners, I'm at Wibble89. Connor's at ConnorRyan94. Matt is at MattofSteel57. Uh, so catch us on Twitter for our own ramblings. Uh, and yeah, so like, subscribe, five star ratings, whatever whatever format you're getting this in. Uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, you know, give, give us the, the, the positive end of the scale. Uh, helps yep. us out a lot if you do that um, but no that's, that's us so thank you very much for watching and listening and always remember never get lost in the speed force 
and long live the Legion. <laughs>